Hello and welcome to the Taste Uber Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. Welcome to episode 11 of the Tasty Brew Music Podcast, a conversation I had during the 2018 Folk Alliance International Conference with Doug and Talisha Williams, also known as the Wild Ponies. They grew up together in Southwest Virginia, an area steeped in a powerful and rugged musical tradition. Musically, they're somewhat of a pinball, bouncing between folk, rock and roll, and country music, interwoven with an old-time style that informs everything they do. As you will hear, I was first introduced to them by a fellow DJ at KKFI and continued the acquaintanceship over the years, making sure to attend their annual happy hour get-together during Americana Fest in Nashville. In addition to being wonderful musicians who tour the world, they have an entrepreneurial spirit that has garnered them a regular show on WSM, a guided Kentucky bourbon trail ride series, and whiskey tastings all over America that get served up with the Wild Pony Show as the musical highlight. As you'll hear, they are always open to new music-centered adventures. Enjoy my wide-ranging conversation with Doug and Talisha Williams, the Wild Ponies. Now that's Americana. The first time I saw you perform was here in Kansas City mm-hmm. at a place called Davies Uptown. Oh Lawrence. yeah, <laughs> and there were like six oh, wow. of us there. Yeah, we. Yeah. I think there were seven, we, including the bartender. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, we did. We ended up writing a jingle for Davies, for Davies Uptown, Uptown Ramblers. Right? So that I think night, we played it that, that night. night. We did. We, yeah, we wrote it on the way in. Let's see, can we No, we didn't, we didn't write it. We wrote it in between sound check and the show oh, because right, we didn't right. know what this place was like until we arrived. And is it is it still in business? Oh, yes, it's still, it's still there. Let's it's, see if we can do uh, it. Davies of Town Ramblers Club. Good, good people. Uh, good people. Good, good, oh, shit. Good music and, and good, cheap drinks. And cheap drinks. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> You want to take another one? No. Yeah, yeah. One, everybody. two, three, four. Davies of Town Ramblers Club. Good music, good, good people, people, cheap drinks. <laughs> that was fun. I think that one of the other DJs uh, on KKFI had alerted me to the fact that you were going to be playing, and he knew of your music, and he knew it was in my wheelhouse of what I played on the Tasty Brew, and he said... Uh, I don't know that anybody knows them in Kansas City, and I would really like right. it if we would. <laughs> so I walk in, and there's like nobody there. And I'm going, did I get the right night uh, to come? Anyway, I was there, and I loved it, and it's kind of sent me down this path with you too. So it yeah, wasn't, it was. Thank God for Davies. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't all in vain. No, it never is. I mean, that's the thing. You never know. Every night is. Uh, it's not. If there's six people in a club, it's not their fault. You know that there's six. We're doing our part. Yeah, you're, like, you're yeah, there, exactly, man. Come on. Exactly. We're doing our part. So. Um, and then the next time um, came to the AMAs in mm-hmm. in Nashville, and Grant had invited us to this happy hour uh-huh. event that you were putting on in East Nashville at a place I think called the Building. The, the Purple Building. building. The, the Building. building. Yeah. yeah. And so we we got instructions on how to get there, and we drove around it several times, oh, yeah. and then. 
I, I knew that it had the address on it that was supposed to be right, and I kept telling my friend Tom, this can't be it. There's like no windows on this place. No. It looks like a bunker. It's a building. I'm not really, it's a building. But uh, we went inside, and what a special evening that was. Oh. I don't know how it was for you, but I, I just loved it. I mean, Robbie Hecht played that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was um, Grant, and I don't, I don't remember who I else. think it was just Robbie Grant, Robbie Grant and us that night. I think it was, yeah. Possibly Amelia and White. A specific beverage sponsor that evening. That was probably Dad's Hat, Dad's Hat who sure also sponsors our, our radio show. That was the first annual. That was the first year. It was year. the first one. It the, was first the first annual year. Wild Ponies Happy Hour. And um, yeah. And I don't know that I've missed one since then. So <laughs> it's it's uh, been a joy to, to be, uh, be aware of those and to be able to come um, and take part. Um, so let's fast forward just a tiny bit. Um, you are from... Galax? Well, Ga- my family's from Galax, Galax, Virginia. My whole family's from there. Never put the accent on the right. I know. <laughs> yeah. Galax, Virginia. They're from Galax, Virginia. Yeah, we're originally me and Talisha are from Martinsville, Virginia, right down the mountain there. So you're from Virginia as well. Yeah. I wasn't sure what your mm-hmm. background was. Yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and, and Galax is uh, where my where my folks grew up and went to high school and. Uh, my grandparents live there. Yeah. Well, that was a really special album. Thank I you. Think. And it, I mean, the artwork is beautiful, and the backstory to it is is really special. I wonder if you could share with our listeners a little bit about what your musical DNA is, and how you kind of came full circle and ended up in the shed with yeah. the locals playing. Because I think it's a wonderful story. And it's a great recording. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, so my grandparents have both passed away, and so nobody lives at the farm anymore. Um, but me and Talisha were out there writing songs. And it's a great place to go and just kind of disappear because there's no cell phone coverage, you know, and you can kind of just be out in the, in the Virginia mountains alone uh, and nobody knows how to get in touch with you, which is a wonderful thing. There's no Wi-Fi there. No Wi-Fi. No, there's yeah. no... Yeah. There's not yeah. even a landline. Uh-uh. There's not, there's a, not a landline. Yeah. No, not anymore. Uh-uh. no. There's not. Uh, there, but we were out there writing songs and we got the idea that we, we wanted to... I mean, we, we learned how to play music together out there, really at the farm and at the Galax Fiddlers Convention. And um, we decided that we wanted to make a record there. So we kind of started started putting it together. There's a shed behind the, behind the house that my grandfather built. To and put. it's a real shed. It it's a real shed. He, 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 it started a out... A building or something. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it started out as a shed that with, with two walls and a roof. And it was for my grandfather to back his horse trailer well, into in the winter. Yeah. But, but it's large. I mean, it's it was big enough to put the horse trailer in. Mm-hmm. And we kind of took it over immediately after he built it, and it turned into the place where we would gather and play music. Cause the living room in the in the house is tiny; it's a little, little uh, farmhouse, and so being in the in the shed kind of worked. And then he built another wall on the side of it, and then and a couple of years later built another wall on the front, and then a couple of years after that built a front porch on the shed, and then, you know just kind of kept growing every every few years. He would add something to it. Um, so going to the shed, yeah. the incent to the shed, was, was a good not, thing. Was no. not punishment. It was. It became our outdoor living room and a really fun place to be. No, the only time it was punishment, there was one time that we were out there during Fiddler's Convention, and we had invited some friends from Michigan down to experience what the old time Fiddler's Convention was like. Yeah. And so it was late night. All the all the parents and grandparents had gone to bed, and we were out in the shed just chatting and, and playing drinking. drinking and playing music with our friends and then we hear that we hear the front door the the screen door from the house from the house shut 
Papa might be. And Papa came around the corner, and we were like, oh, no, we are going to be so much in in trouble. But we weren't. He was. He was, what are y'all doing? (laughs) I think he joined us for a drink I think he did, yeah, which is, yeah. Once he was awake and had his senses about yeah. him, but nor- you know, normally in the middle of the night was not his. You know, he, he yeah, he, he's a morning. He's person. a morning person, so <laughs> uh, we were a little worried when we heard him coming, but it turned out fine. Yeah, but so we, that was where, when me and Talisha were there writing and thinking about making the record. There, we knew that we needed to do it in the shed. So we invited a bunch of our buddies from Nashville. We invited Will Kimbrough and Fats Kaplan. And uh, Nielsen Hubbard. Those guys and, are everywhere. I know. Yeah. Everywhere. They're so the best. They're they just, are and, the they're, best. and they're just cool people, too. So um, we brought them to the shed, and, and Nielsen set up microphones in a circle in the middle of the shed. And we invited over a bunch of old time pickers that my grandfather used to play with Snake Smith and Caldeen Smith, and uh, we got Kilby Spencer to come. And we just sat around in a circle with no monitors or anything and just recorded for two days and didn't even listen back. And what did you record for the gearheads that, are, mm. that listen? Was it analog? What, I mean, what did you... Um, it's what a, did you schlep <laughs> out up the mountainside to be able to do this? Nielsen engineered the whole thing, and he's a genius. He's, 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 he's an audio genius. He's one of my favorite producers and an amazing engineer as well. But um, we recorded, we, we had set up... Uh, we did use it, we used S, if you really are an audio nerd, we had an SM7 set up for vocals. Uh, for, for, for main vocals, we had two cold ribbon mics and set in a sort of an XY pattern behind that uh, to capture both sides of the room. And then we had two shotgun condensers on each side to capture instruments. I mean, did you do any baffling or anything? Or no. Whatever uh-uh. was in the room was in the room. No, when you, when, you hear, when you hear the record, you can hear this wonderful, beautiful reverb that comes from the tin roof of the shed and just bounces right back down at it. So. And the shed is. Um the shed is covered, the it's walls are covered, yeah, yeah, it's barnwood walls, and then the walls are also covered with old saddles and old posters and quilts and, yeah. and all so kinds of Yeah, so it sounds great. Is yeah. there a plan to go back and record again? I mean, why not? Or I, I'm, sh- I'm sure that we will do something else there. Um, yeah. We actually, this spring, we're doing a creativity retreat out there for... For some folks, just a, a, a small group of people, we're going to have a weekend that we dive into some creativity, uh, workshopping and, and training, and also that that environment, the New River Trail, is right down the hill from from the farmhouse, so we'll get to walk around and, and have some downtime. By design with you two, or is this? I mean, you know what I mean. Do you want to know? I mean, do you have a plan where okay, we're going to um, 
we're going to record, we're going to perform, we're going to mentor. Uh, oh, and we're going to be DJs on WSM, <laughs> and we're going, you know what I'm saying? Is there a, a plan, or is just serendipitously, is this stuff flowing through you and just finding you because you're open to it? What do you think? That's a little, ab- I mean, there's, uh, there's a plan, but uh, Talisha and I have the ability to justify anything. <laughs> you know, if we <laughs> want to do something, do we, we, we just kind of ramp each other up into it. You know. And we we have all we just love we love the community, community almost any yeah. time that we actually just recently I, I jumped into doing <laughs> sort of some a, another little creative project that's that's not music related and I, I jumped into it and Doug and I were driving on the way here and I said you know maybe we need maybe I need to do a work and Doug just kind of, he just sort of shook his head and just was like don't even yeah he's like <laughs> don't even he's like that this is what we do yeah. like we of course you don't want to just of do course this. I don't just want to do this thing you don't involve for myself other and just do this thing I want to involve other people because I that's what I love about what we get to do is I love the community I mean the it's the happy tribe. hour yeah. the it's happy tribe, hour yeah. is about exposing our our fans to other people's music and right. and exposing fans of those people to uh, you know I mean it's we just love the community element of it and so a lot of those those pieces that you're talking about the the workshops and the mentoring and even the Kentucky Bourbon Trail Ride to an extent all of that is just an extension of of community building for us it's just inviting people yeah. to do fun things creative things I'm yeah. talking to Doug and Talisha Williams from uh, the Wild Ponies Nashville Tennessee they're here in Kansas City during Folk Alliance I know right now I could talk to you guys for two hours and I don't have two hours so I'm trying to edit in my and, uh, oh you make, should never edit the process always edit, edit later yeah, yeah, edit later. <laughs> that's but my songwriting tip for the day I edit the long list of things I want to talk to you about um, so, um, as you may or may not know, um, this is a community radio station, yeah, and we love we're all volunteers, and I didn't start my broadcast career until very late in life. It's something I always wanted to do, so I always encourage people to follow their heart, and mm-hmm. they, they may not be able to do it when they're in their 20s and 30s and 40s, but don't rule out doing things in your 60s that you really yeah. want to do. So. Um, uh, tell me how the gig with WSM came oh, about. We, we, so much fun. Uh, we still are pinching each other on a regular <laughs> because basis. Because I'm always interested how that. you remotely do radio shows. Uh-huh. Well, we so that would be my dream is to get a Airstream trailer and a pickup truck and take off and do this. Well, that's kind of what we do. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we we do had you a, a secretary or a, a secretary. We do more a than you know. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a volunteer position. So it's uh, a lot like the kicky if I get. But well, so I'm used to that. <laughs> no, it's uh, we used to have a radio show on a on an internet station oh, called East know. Nashville Radio, and. Uh, we did it for, we did three it for or four years, yeah. Yeah, I think we ended up having about 150 shows mm-hmm, once a week, like so about three years. And then that station went out of of business, and so Whiskey Wednesday as a show laid laid dormant for a couple of years. And we, Eric Markham from WSM, is is a is a friend of ours and um, has had us on his Route 650 show a few times. And started talking about this side stream that they were developing with WSM. It took a little while to get it going. I mean, yeah. I was talking about it when I first joined the AMAs. 
probably back in 2010 or 11, they were talking about it. You know, it's coming, it's coming, and then didn't hear anything for well, it's years. Been a, it was a slow sudden, roll. I mean, yeah, they, they started roll. out just with Eric's show. Well, the, you know, at that time, they were doing a lot of Americana and and kind of mixing it in with their old-time country format, which was cool. And then they just started shifting, and, and then Eric got his show, which was on every night at 6 o'clock on, the, on, on Route 6, or not, on a... The well, AM dial. And Americana took off as a genre. It really did, and yeah. Having its own chart and it needed more space on the yeah. dial. Yeah, and, yeah. And so. we, um, we actually got to launch, the Whiskey Wednesday show oh, got yeah. to launch with the the Route 650 stream. The stream launched on Tuesday and our show aired the following Next day, day uh, at, which was super exciting for us. And we're at now AMA. At the Americana conference, yeah. Doesn't your- I just feel like it's going to explode sometimes with these things. Well, it did that time. We, we, I couldn't. We, what they asked us to do to launch our radio show on WSM, following the awards ceremony at the Ryman Auditorium, they asked us to go over to the radio booth in the Ryman Auditorium, right there on the side of the stage where they broadcast the Grand Ole Opry for, forever. And uh, as soon as the awards show was over, we're going to broadcast live from there. <laughs> And that's how we're going to kick off. And that's how we're going to kick off our new radio show on WSM. <laughs> so actually, yeah. r- the dress that I'm wearing right now, this is this is funny. So uh, you out there in Radio Land, it's a, it's a beautiful it's, dress. It's just a it's just a with black dress with it. stars on it. Yeah. But um, j- a couple weeks ago, we got invited. It was WSM Radio Night at the Opry. And since we're now WSM family, <laughs> we got invited to come backstage at the Opry for for the WSM radio night. And I was like, Doug, I'm going to have a new dress for that <laughs> event. And um, yeah, so I'm wearing that dress right now. This is my this is my backstage Opry dress. Oh my goodness! I haven't yet performed dress. on the Opry, but no. but I've been backstage. But that's <laughs> it's pretty fun. Back I there. hope so. Yeah. So, so we're lucky. what is we're the format lucky. of this sh- for our listeners? How how can they? If they so choose. Mm-hmm. If you're not listening to KKFI. Yeah. Yeah. 24-7 streaming, 100,000 watts. Exactly. If you want to check out Whiskey Wednesdays mm-hmm. on WSM's Americana channel, how, how does that happen? There's a lot of ways. You can go to um, WSMonline.com and, the, and then click on the Route 650 um, button and you can just live stream from there. Or if you use TuneIn, you can, uh, you can search Route 650. Um, we use it on our Sonos player. We've got one of the Sonos things around the house and we, we just kind of plugged into that and it's great the shows, the shows air at noon and nine central every yeah. every wednesday and then they're also archived on the wsm and the online. format is music and chatting or it's music and whatever chatting whatever you they give you some leeway there on what you can they do. give us a lot of leeway they give us all the <laughs> which is great trust they trust great. us which is, might not be smart but they do and we appreciate it we haven't um delicious has, has been good with her mouth she i've reeled in my language a bit. Isn't that yeah. hard? It, it is, it is I, a little. we can edit but i swear like a sailor and we have a seven second delay thank uh-huh thank the lord jesus uh, <laughs> you just got your hand over yeah, the whole in case time. i haven't previewed yeah. a, a, a song appropriately or i just you know something flies oh, God, we did. We played a John. We, so once, the, sometimes we're on the on the internet stream, and then also on the AM dial. Mm-hmm. And the internet stream is a little looser. But we played a John Prine Christmas song. A John Prine Christmas song, right? You think it would be? You think safe. it'd be safe? Yeah. And that's got the mother of all of them oh, right there in the man, middle of it, you man. know. And and it went by on the internet stream. And I, got, I was like, oh, I, I forgot that was in that song. And I texted Eric. And I was like, man, when it comes on the AM dial, just be ready. Be ready. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Emily did that to me, honestly. She, she, she's got a song about um, a certain 
substance on her boots. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just as plain as day, and right in the middle of the song, and I had no idea. There's no warning on the on, yeah. the, on right. the label that there's no FCC compliancy problems. And I, oh my gosh, I mean, Lou, you almost got me in big, big. Trouble. Yeah. But, and um, big, big stuff on her boot. You almost yeah, got <laughs> She had this yeah. substance that, that shall not be named on, yeah. her, on her boot. And she almost got you in it. She <laughs> there are a lot of trails I haven't ridden And a lot of tunes I haven't fiddled to But I must admit they are getting smaller, but a little is not enough. You have to do it all. Cause time will run out one of these days, and you'll have to hang it up and mend your make sure that we touch on uh, what else that just went right out of my head um, of course why you're here at Focal Lines uh, why are we here at Focal Lines how many hats have you got on are you you have a performance schedule and you're hoping to book festivals or, or yeah and not always it's just fun you know, especially with the it is a ton of fun it is a, a ton lot, of fun it's a lot of work but it's fun we've it been is. coming to Folk Alliance our very first one was the first was when they were in Montreal uh, probably in 2005 four yeah, 2004 like or five they um, Folk Alliance was in Montreal and that was our first Folk Alliance and we've been coming every year since I think we've missed maybe one so you would recommend two. that Montreal should be on I mean, if you're if you're up for Montreal yeah, in February, in February yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It. It's a, and by cool, I mean very, very, very it's cool. cool. Like below yeah. zero cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, no it's cool. cool. It's cool. I've cool. never been. I've been to Toronto. I That's a cool Montreal, city. So I'm really seriously considering it because I don't know how many opportunities I have left to do things like go to mm. Montreal for a music conference. You, you should know, do so it. Yeah. Totally. It's yeah. great, and we, it. you know, we always come. It's just a great way to check in with. With the community, mm-hmm. with the, um, our other folk musicians, and also the the venues and mm-hmm. and the festivals and promoters and DJs from all over, just to kind of let them know what what you're up to now. There's definitely a tribal feeling. To there it. is, and I I think that it really helps uh, with the AMAs or with Folk Alliance to try to have at least one specific goal in mind, mm. so that you can try to focus your attention on something. Who's like, yours? To to explore and actually listen to international acts. Oh, good for you! To what'd you find? Oh my god! Well, the kids that I just interviewed before you were from Sweden, and they're fabulous. Yeah. Um, And uh, I went to the UK room and the uh, an Australian and um, um, just. I like that goal so much because it's a goal that you can just do. Yeah, like it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. not, I haven't been going to see our local artists. I can. Mm. Pardon me, but I can see them anytime I, I want. Yeah. Um, I go to the AMAs every year, so there's a lot of crossover uh, between the artists that I see. I, I am ignorant 
and not aware of what's going on in music in Europe or Sweden or the Middle East or anywhere mm. else. And so um, I had that was my goal is to a good one. open my ear to the international music. And I've been gobsmacked by the stuff that I've heard. But one of the things that I feel like I'm the one being interviewed now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry um, we do this. Yeah, you know, one it's of like the, one of the things that I, how much we are alike and how much similar oh, we yeah, are. I listen to these kids from Sweden and I'm hearing to my ear Celtic gypsy sure. reggae song all in right. one song and my, my mind is being blown by what I'm hearing and I like it I you know really we like it I love it and oh, so yeah. I thought why have I waited until I'm in my seventh decade to be open to listening to this kind of music how about just thank God that you're in your seventh decade yeah, yeah, doing it yeah, now I, I mean, yeah know, so like, it's um, it's been a, a joyful experience for me so far and I cannot wait to bring that to my listeners yeah yes. that's great um my listeners i mean i do have listeners in in europe and, and around mm-hmm. the world but most of them are from right here in kansas city in small towns in the midwest and i'm they're like me they have no um awareness of Swedish kids from what, what they're yeah how would you it doesn't pop, it's yeah. not on it's, no, not, it's on, not on the radio yeah uh unless you're really willing to go out there and dig and, and find it so yeah uh, i'm really excited to bring an international flavor to the tasty brew yeah that's, that's great. great in the coming months as a result of this particular that's great conference. maybe you could maybe you could pair the listening with like a sincere show's tasty brew like you could pair a brew with with a Swedish set. I mean, I can play one of these songs right up against a, a Bob Marley song or um, a Celtic song from somewhere, and or a Gypsy, a, a Django Reinhardt or whatever, yeah. and you are not going to be able to tell that it's from Sweden or anywhere else. It's just really good, right? You know, right. sonically, there's a, a lot. Of, there's great musicianship going on here. The, the level of playing is. Uh, I'm not a musician, but I am a fan, and I'm. I'm have my own opinion as to what I mm-hmm. think is good, but when there's all these layers, multi layers of of sounds and musicianship that are coming out of the same song or the yeah. same piece of music, it's amazing to me that mm-hmm. it isn't just some big um, mess. Yes, <laughs> they start at the same time and it ends at the same time, and what's in between is fabulous. Yeah, those are the two important parts. Those are the two important parts. So, what's next for the for the wild ponies? What is next? next? I guess some uh, some rest. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, we're we're excited to to be starting starting work on on our next project. Um, I we were just are, talking. Are we allowed to say what that is? Gender. Well, we don't or? really. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're sort of we're sort yeah. of feeling it. We, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of things swirling around in our heads, and we've been talking we've been talking it through and trying to figure out a way to make it all um, link in to kind of kind of boil it down into what we want it to be, and we're getting there. Um, well, speaking of tasty brew, tell me about the the bourbon. Yeah. Thing that you, is that new or is that something you've done for a while? You know because what? It actually started the same year that Wild Ponies Happy Hour at AMA started. That was the so, for that, um, huh? so five years. This will be the fifth year Wild Ponies Kentucky Bourbon Trail Ride. It happens in uh, early August. We still have some seats available. <laughs> barely, it's out fast barely. Right it is this year is selling out fast, which is exciting. 
but we do it's just a fan adventure you know we we rent a 50 passenger bus and it kicks off someone else is doing the drive oh yeah someone Someone else that was the whole thing started me and Talisha wanted to visit the distilleries in Kentucky and we didn't want to drive and so we're you know how can we make this happen (laughs) well we don't don't really monetize it we just make it a a group event because we don't like to do things by ourselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so we invited 50 random fans to come with us um, no, but it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It kicks off with a cocktail party, and then on Saturday we go visit some distilleries and uh, have lunch together. And a lot of our fans are also musicians, and so on Saturday night we play a concert and then have a jam um, that our fans participate in after the concert, which ends up. When it's we've a, surveyed everybody from the... Do you the, live stream any of this or... Oh, no, we haven't. We haven't. Um, I don't think we will. Yeah, I don't think we will either. Just, just kind of keep it special. And, yeah, sometimes and it's sometimes unique. things just need to exist and, you know... Yeah, no, I, just, I, I, I... That's There's it. a lot of stuff I don't want to be out on the internet yeah. or whatever. And I don't want to... I, I want to be play... Like, I want to be involved in the jam. I don't want to be... I don't want to be thinking about, oh, is this jam getting out to right, other people? Right. I want to be All in the, technical stuff in the jam. It's funny, too, because Talisha mentioned that the jam is always like, it's one of the, the concert and the jam is like the highest rated thing when, it, when we send out the surveys. Even to the people who don't play musical instruments, it's kind of weird. I, I, I've, I, we both grew up around people who played together and jammed together. But there are people in this world who, when they see two musicians who have never met or played together, sit down and play a song together. They can't believe that that's possible. They can't believe that that's possible, you know. And so it's really that to me that's a, that's a real special thing um, to kind of watch happen. I mean, it's why I, I like watching I the do people be fascinated by it. To me, to me, that is there are so many lightning in a bottle moments for someone like me who's not a musician. Mm-hmm. And um, I do not come from. My mother was a big band singer, but mm-hmm. she was not uh, a musician. She did not play an instrument, and nobody in my family that I know of plays an instrument. We're all big fans. Um, because we cannot do what you do. You can. Um, but I don't want to. I just okay, cool. That's great. Listen and enjoy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's part of the, the Holy Trinity, you know. You, you get the inspiration. You're the artist. You get the inspiration. You create the art. And then you choose whether to, to distribute it or not. And yeah. then if we're lucky enough to receive it, then we can support it in any way that, it, that we can. So um, I, don't, I don't beat myself up too much anymore about not learning an instrument or not having... Uh, been a musician because I love music so much. I've finally accepted this is this is my role. My role uh-huh. is the facilitator or the fan. Or, and that's or a the, super that's important a role because without that, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of my thing. Fly far beyond. The dark mountain to where you'll be free evermore. Fly away, little pretty bird, where the One more question. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. We might insert this somewhere else. 
why the upright bass for you? That's a great question. I'm really questioning that this week. Do you, do you, <laughs> do you have to give you a standard yeah. answer? No. <laughs> Sometimes I say, because... As an upright bla- bass I'm player, I'm to know a lot of female upright bass players. I, I know think. we're we're going to take over the world. I think. Um, I, I feel it's like such a challenge to to physically move that thing around. I would think in spaces like this and travel with it on an airplane and of all the instruments you could have played. It, and I played other instruments before I came to the bass. Doug, Doug bought my first guitar for me when I was 15. And so I started I started on piano and then guitar. It was not a nice guitar. It was not a nice guitar, but I gave you a sweater. It was a nice year. sweater. See, I got a nice sweater and you got a not nice guitar. But I still have that guitar. I do not have the sweater. <laughs> and then I played mandolin for a while, but I always had my eye on the bass. I just... Um, it's all about that. Well, I'm just a super kinesthetic person. I always have been. Like, that's how I learn is physically moving. Even in school as a child, that's how I wanted to learn is by doing things. So the bass is probably one of the most kinesthetic instruments. You know, it you're vibrates. standing by it. It's giving you feet, you know, it's feeding back it's into your body. It's your body literally. When you're literally. And I you get to so. move with, you know, I it's... It's actually difficult for me to sing without playing the bass now, especially songs that I play the bass on. If like, like to sing in the studio without playing the bass, I, I lose the words and the phrasing and the rhythm because I'm just so used to being in this position and there's a muscle memory to it that I need that bass next to me to to deliver some of those Do you have a of collection of them? Or? I only have two. <laughs> we live in East Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I only have two. That would be a difficult co- um, instrument to collect. To collect, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Mandos, you can have yeah. them on the wall, but you can't. Still, well, you wouldn't want to, but a bass. Yeah, I, I have the my full bass that's here with me this, this week. It's a mid-70s Engelhart. And I have a Chadwick folding bass that I that I tour with when we fly, um, because Did it's you a drive here. We, we drove, drove here. here. Drove yeah. Because okay. I was wondered, I was wondering, how does she fly with that thing? When you see all of these horror stories about things that have happened to cellos, yeah. Oh, yeah. And violins and guitars, what must happen to an object that's even a bigger target than that? Well, the folding flying? bass is pretty cool. Charlie Chadwick, who designed these things, it, when you when you look at it, it looks just like a, a reg, it looks just like the one she's playing this weekend. Right. You can't tell the difference. Mm. It's but a redhead. And it's a re- well, yeah, it's a it's a different color, but the back pops off and the neck folds down into the back. Was that gentleman at your first? happy hour event probably I recall oh, a gentleman taking an instrument I don't know that it was a bass or not but it's the first time I saw something that unfolded when right you took it out of the Maybe. It takes about five or six minutes to set it up, yeah. that's, and that's it. It's, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, it's great. I I I feel really fortunate to to tour with that, and it's pretty. You know, the two main parts of an instrument that are going to be harmed in travel are the neck mm-hmm. and the um, on a bass, the bridge where the bridge connects can can cause some problems. And the the Chadwick, you take the bridge off and you fold the neck down, so. Um, you Makes could, it a lot safer. Yeah, you could. By the ne- top could still crack or whatever, but by necessity, do you almost have to be your own luthier, or is it it's <laughs> traveling? Or, I mean, you have to learn. Some We've of come up with some weird, <laughs> some <laughs> weird ways to fix problems. Yeah, 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 that's 
Yeah, it gets you a little. You MacGyver it a little bit yeah. to get through it. Yeah, we've cut yeah. Um, we've cut belts up to get some leather pieces to poke here and there and squeeze. You know, just, I don't know all kinds of crazy stuff. It's actually in need Sorry. of a little. We we took it on the full uh, CD release tour this fall and played played it pretty much every night for for twelve weeks through seventeen states and eight countries. It's in need of a little yeah, spa time yes. right now. Some spa um, time. It yeah. needs me time, which is why I have my other one here with me. But we're gonna we're gonna check it into the Chadwick Spa for yeah. <laughs> for a weekend and give it some love. How about you, Doug? Do you play more than? Um, are you a multi instrumentalist? Yeah. You started on banjo. I started on banjo. Yeah, I I'll play. I mostly play guitar now. Really. Um, Acoustic and electric guitar. Uh, Banjo's grown on me over the years. It used to just be so dissonant to my ear. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Um, but uh, we have several young ladies, actually, in Kansas City that the banjo is their primary instrument. Uh-huh. And um, they're uh, creating a lot of great new music that sounds old, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that these songs and that music would be better served by any other instrument than the banjo. Well, that's so. the diff- you know the, the the banjo that most people are used to hearing is the bluegrass banjo, mm-hmm. like the Earl Scruggs resonator banjo with the three bang, the three bang, finger bang, roll, bang, bang. which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's it's loud, it's aggressive. It was built to be that way. When Bill Monroe was kind of changing old time into bluegrass, what he wanted to do with it, and he had you know Earl Scruggs kind of invented that style on the banjo. It was meant, the whole thing about bluegrass was meant to be in your face and fast and you know just this testosterone soaked type of music, you know, um, developing right kind of at the same time rock and roll was developing actually. You know, bluegrass is not that old. But the stuff that came before that, which is what you're probably the hearing Apple, now that people are doing, old time. more old time Appalachian old time. stuff, and those are often more open back banjos with the more uh, you know softer tone and played in clawhammer style. These ladies are playing hundred year old banjos, clawhammer style, yeah. and writing like lullabies. Love that and, stuff. Yeah, um, songs that are reminiscent or storytelling of Civil War era um, type stories and everything, and it's just. Um, completely changed my attitude yeah. and my ear about listening to it. I like bluegrass too. I mean, I can listen to bluegrass for, oh, I can for a while. I mean, it just you know, depends on the mood, you know. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. No, <laughs> that's you're longer than that. But I can listen to old time all day and all night. But I, I, I do like bluegrass too. I, I don't I, just, I don't have a, I'm not, I like but old that, time But an old time style banjo has a different um, sonic, has sonic quality. Mm-hmm. It's almost got a, a harpiness to it. It does little, kind of have harpiness yeah. to it, yeah. It's, it's all good if you're just open to it, I think. Um, for my listeners who want to access more information about uh, the Wild Ponies and uh, your, what's the best resources? Are more, are you our, our website. Our website yeah. is uh, www.wildponies.net and our tour schedule is always there. We also have a link to Whiskey Wednesday and how to access that as a radio and show ride. and the trail ride. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us this afternoon, I was really looking forward to this because Thanks for when we us. see each other in Nashville, it's just usually a couple of minutes yeah. you're getting ready to perform or whatever, and I'm glad that we finally had some time to sit down and get to know you a little bit better. This has been, uh, t- well, not has been, it is Doug and Tulish Williams from the Wild Ponies. Uh, my name is Diane Lynn, and you are listening to the Tasty Room Music Radio Show. I like things that used to shine. Polished smooth by the grains of time Old and used past their prime I like things that used to shine Love letters in the drawer of a flea market front 
A laid away ring two months behind A grandfather clock with a mournful chime I like things that used to shine Things that used to shine